Whatever happened to Christmas It's gone and left no traces Whatever happened to the faces All aglow Whatever happened to Christmas Christmas way of living Whatever happened to the giving The magic in the snow Keeping Christmas is a poem that's read on this program every year by Father Mark Inglet. We will do that again. Father Mark Inglet's poem, Keeping Christmas. And uh, we'll hear, of course, Mike Douglas's song, Happy birthday, Jesus, because we believe in Christmas and we salute, of course, all the holidays that are celebrated at this time of year. Anything that gives anybody a chance to sit and pause for a minute and ponder their life and think about what's important and maybe, you know, take a little break from social media. I saw recently this weekend there was an article about how people feel abandoned when they're with someone who's constantly using their phone. When you look at your phone, it's like you disappear. And uh, so most people say the smartphones have made their lives better, but they're struggling to use them in healthy ways. And even 60% of us last year admitted we use our phones a little too often. American adults spend an average of four and a half hours on their phone each day. Four and a half hours on your phone. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you. The Merriam-Webster Word of the Year for 2023 is authentic. Authentic cuisine, authentic voice, authentic self. And a lot of people are struggling to be authentic. And uh, we are in a crisis of authenticity. Do we believe anything we hear or read and take it as authentic? Can you trust your priest? Can you trust your doctor? Can you trust your elected official? Can you trust the media person you're watching or listening to or reading? Can you trust your neighbor? I don't know. That's for you to decide, I guess. Now, um, this is rather interesting. There's an exclusive stretch of California in Malibu. Celebrities live there. Lady Gaga, Cher, Will Smith, Jennifer Aniston, even Barbara Streisand. Well, guess what happened? A bunch of migrants showed up in a boat on that beach near the $100 million oceanfront mansion of Barbara Streisand. And the federal authorities are still scrambling to track them down. She's got a 19-bedroom house there. She has been, oh, and it was about 25 people, and they came on a panga boat, presumably from Mexico. That's the kind that the drug traffickers use. And they have video of them coming ashore and scrambling. And so one wonders what Barbara Streisand now thinks about immigration when she's been very critical of the idea of building a border wall. Well, we're going to need an aqua wall, I guess. Or maybe she opened up the doors and let them stay in one of those 17 bedrooms. Perhaps. Kizas. Michael Lefebvre, the Director of Fiscal Policy for the Mackinac Center for Public Policy, is on our AT&T line. And it sounds like, from according to the stats that I've read, people aren't taking boats to get into Michigan or running across our border, they're streaming for the exits. 
Well, that's true. It's been true for quite a while, actually. I, I had to make uh, interstate migration a subspecialty of mine in the aughts due to the fact that people were fleeing for states that had friendlier economic climates like Texas and Florida, something they're continuing to do. In fact, Florida is uh, Michigan's number one destination state, as, as, is, as is the case with um, Americans from across the country. Are these merely people that are retiring to warmer climes? No, but the weather certainly matters. In fact, there's a study that uh, indicates that 0% to negative 1.5% of inbound migration for Michigan is a function of our weather. So we have to overcome our weather with vastly superior public policies to uh, see people move back to Michigan like they did at the beginning of the 20th century. We used to have to beat people back at our door because there is so much in the way of jobs and opportunities available to them. And we still see today in academic scholarship that opportunities, economic ones, are a major driving force in the decision to move from one state to another or even one metropolitan statistical area to another. But wait a minute, Michael LaFave, with that environmental policy the governor signed last week, I thought we're going to have global warming here in a couple of weeks. Well, they've been talking about that for a while and how we could be a destination state for that reason, given our northern climes and uh, miles of shoreline. And while miles of shoreline is a draw for in migrants, one of the many, um, it's an open question whether or not the um, the environmental protection uh, mandates that they're imposing on the state level are going to be uh, a real draw for the people of Michigan. Well, the draw might not come from the state house. So how about from Midland? The Mackinac Center for Public Policy has a report called How to Make Michigan Grow. If there are legislators listening, if there are people listening right now who are interested in that, how do we make Michigan grow from your perspective? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's not just the Mackinac's perspective. This study is a review of more than 100 other academic studies peer reviewed journal, placed in peer-reviewed journals and uh, published by professors with certainly no dog in Michigan's fight. And the sum total seems to be that uh, state tax, states with lower tax burdens and better structures, as well as fewer or more uh, and more flexible regulations, uh, and uh, married to higher quality public services are all major um, determinants in interstate migration. The, the, that's the big picture. But, of course, these studies that we looked at covered everything from the tax burden, which I've already mentioned, to the cost of living, um, uh, labor market flexibility like right-to-work laws, occupational licensure um, pro, uh, mandates, how much we spend on uh, welfare transfers, transfer payments to people with lower incomes, corporate welfare, uh, zoning, housing prices, crime, and as I've mentioned already, even the weather. Economic growth and population growth are clearly linked, so a stronger economy will attract more people, and for that you need broader-based, better public policies. And that is where we are never going to agree in, uh, in Michigan, it seems to me. Well, you know, there's uh, two major sets of ideas uh, represented by major parties in each legislature across the, across mm -hmm. the country. And so there is going to be disagreement, and disagreement by degrees. But even then, you know, the, there's a growing Michigan Together Council, uh, which is designed to recommend ideas to draw people in. And the Mackinac Center has some agreement with things in there, like reforming occupational licensure laws, uh, you know, making more H-1B visas available, 
um, you know, it's, it's, it's not per- they're not perfect ideas. They're not going to revolutionize uh, inbound migration of the, on these just two items. But at least there's something that we can both agree on. The uh, best way for somebody to read the report, How to Make Michigan Grow, is how? Our website, www.mackinaw, with a C on the end, dot org, we're named after the island, not the city, um, will have this study at the top of its, its webpage. It's worth reading. We took a lot of academics' uh, work and, and distilled it into plain language so uh, everyone can uh, sit back and enjoy the, the, uh, the read and the conclusions. Well, I hope that group of people that have gotten together to help solve Michigan's population loss are reading it, too. It's Michael LeFave at the Mackinac Center with MPS. Instant games, daily games, Powerball? If you're a Michigan lottery player, they all sound like fun. And here's another fun sound. School kids, they're what the Michigan lottery is all about. You see, every time you play your favorite lottery games, you help us contribute to Michigan public schools all across the state. Last year alone, over a billion dollars and over 27 billion since 1972. So having fun and helping schools sounds like a great idea. The Michigan lottery for fun for schools. Knowing your limits is always the best bet. You just slept on it funny. I think it's supposed to be that color. It's probably just something you ate. That'll clear right up with some aloe. Some chicken soup will have you back on your feet in no time. Hmm, not sure. But mom will probably know. Don't rely on guesswork. For 84 years, Blue Cross has been providing Michiganders with access to the care and resources they need. And we'll be ready to help for the next 84 years. Our path to a top 10 state is only as strong as our strength of commitment. It's time to compete to win. When we do better by our kids, invest in people, accelerate our economy, and get the fundamentals right, we will feel a powerful win in our sales that will move Michigan forward. That's a top 10 state. Business Leaders for Michigan is the state's business roundtable. We're committed to make Michigan more competitive. Time to be bold, Michigan. It's time to compete to win. Change is bright. It's a clean energy future fueled by fields of solar. It's LED lighting in every home. And Consumers Energy is making it happen with their industry-leading clean energy plan. This year, they're going all in on their commitment to protecting the planet while serving nearly 7 million Michigan neighbors. Learn more and join the movement at ConsumersEnergy.com slash clean energy.